In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, um, it's Kyle. Uh, this is my sixth, seventh day of self-isolation. I don't know how much longer I can I can do this. Um, Kyle, what are you doing? Get out of my room. So anyway, as I was saying. And welcome back, guys. Life's a rack, and I'm sitting here with wide receiver for the Toronto Argonauts, Chandler Worthy, the motivational athlete, as you say on yo, yo, uh, yo. as you say on Instagram. Yeah, try to be. Yeah. <laughs> How you feeling, man? How you doing? How's the offseason been treating you so far? Um, it's been pretty good, man. Just focused on, you know, of course, staying on my routine. We're trying to try some different things to, you know, build a life outside of football. So it's been a Absolutely, very busy yeah. offseason. I would say that's for the sure. word for it. Well, it sounded mm-hmm. like it today. You're saying you're up at seven thirty. You got stuff going on. You're talking mm-hmm. to uh, a lot of a lot of the schools i guess in the uh, inner city in the toronto area which is which is just incredible work man mm-hmm. so yeah basically of course waking up at 6 every day at a.m just to kind of get my day started but um just spending this time as well uh right now at this point in my life to turn back and talk to as many kids as mm-hmm. i can just to get the, them to understand to believe in themselves and just you know at this point, give back and teach kids different things to help them go through what I was going through. For Building sure. off of that Bell Let's Talk commercial idea. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I saw when I was like, oh, like, always, always looking for, uh, you know, different people that I can talk to around Toronto about mental health. And I love talking to athletes because their uh, their relationship with their mental health is not only so important, but it's really unique. Um, a lot of the time, you know, people can kind of uh, establish these different routines, but in athletes, like, especially in pro athletes, mm-hmm. man, so much uncertainty, which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for me personally in my own life, that's a huge aspect of my mental health is dealing mm-hmm. with uncertainties in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about that in your Bell Let's Talk campaign that you did about mm-hmm. kind of like this, this story and this transition from this college athlete to the pro athletes to the the valleys and the peaks that mm-hmm. uh, that that brought with it um give us a little bit of a backstory about kind of uh what brought you to where we're at today oh whew, it's a lot hey, that brought me Lee, to you, yeah we got all the time <laughs> in the world bro <laughs> it's a lot that brought me to here but i would say that 
Um, just a quick sum, go through my life a little bit. Small town kid from Griffin, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes amazed at how a passion for a game, a game of football, has brought me all the way to a country to where people are actually interested to hear what I've been through and able to turn around and, and you know, teach people that. And I just feel like at a young age, I knew, I found what I wanted to do and what I love to do, which was mm-hmm. football. And I knew, I knew at a young age that I wanted to give my all and create that and make that happen. Right. And um, so I felt like I was one of the lucky ones because I found what I love to do and I woke up every day and knew I wanted to do everything I could, yeah. you know, to get me closer to that dream. And as I grew older, I would say when I hit my first adversity in college, mm-hmm. um, or not in college, but when I was in high school, a sophomore, I was ranked a big-time player as me and two other guys from my high school. And um, I remember tearing my hamstring at a track meet before, you know, I was getting ready to get ranked in the country. Yeah. And, um, you know, running down the tarp, went for a jump, and my hamstring completely blew out. And I was out for seven to eight months. And that was the first time I actually got challenged in my entire life um, because a lot of schools called me back telling me I was too small. A lot of people told me they didn't have enough tape on me. And that was the first time where I felt like, you know, why in the world this happened to me, like questioning myself, questioning yeah. God, questioning a lot of things in my life, just wondering, you know, I do everything that I can. Why am I the one going through this? And at that time, man, you know, high, or high school, you feel like that's the end of the world. Like, why in the world Absolutely, is this happening to me? Bro. You know, world, the world won't go on anymore because yeah. I'm injured. Um, but that hamstring was everything. Yeah, it feels it was, like in that <laughs> moment, right? It felt like it was everything, man. But as I, I grew older, honestly, looking back on that moment, that was my, my first lesson in life I would say to learn mm-hmm. about adversity because you know I had a dream in my heart and I protected it and I was confident in it but at that time in my life I realized that it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows it's not mm-hmm. always going to fall right into your life it's not always going to happen the way you want it to sure. but when those times come those are the most important ones because it taught me so many lifelong lessons mm-hmm. that's carried with me through everything that I've been through and mm-hmm. understand that you know no matter how bad it gets no matter how low you go you'll always come out of it and see the other side mm-hmm. You're just patient and keep working and believing yourself. That's tough, man. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah, easy to hard. do, bro. Yeah, man, and not. especially like, you know, you go through like this period of high school and all of a sudden like that self-doubt kind of gets seated mm-hmm. and you're like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know what's going on now. Like yeah, this exactly. thing that was totally that straight path. Mm-hmm. And man, I find that with so many people in life, you go, here's point A, here's point B. Mm-hmm straight line and getting there mm-hmm. and as soon as something derails that there's a lot of people who get really shaken mm-hmm. in that in that belief of self mm-hmm. um man how did you kind of like I, I know you said that this was like the first life lesson but how did you navigate that getting thrown so off course mm-hmm. coming back and then you know when you're at troy um you you get back you're just as athletic as ever kind of thing mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there's more stuff that derails you like yeah. how was that first to the kind of like the second progression how'd that all take place Mm, so the the first injury, uh, when I went through that first adversity, I would say that it started off with me questioning myself a lot, trying to understand why. But I was young. I had so much fire inside of me mm. to where that hunger turned into, you know, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I'm going to prove oh, yeah. and show all of these people. Yeah. And um, at the time, that's what helped me get through. Would I recommend myself to do it? I wouldn't change any way I did it, honestly, because I learned a lot. But I would say that the drive towards, you know, wanting to get back out there and show people mm-hmm. that I could do it and that, you know, I am good enough is what was able to, to help turn it around. Um, that was just like my little entry level. It didn't start getting, you know, the mental part didn't start really getting tough until I reached professional sports. Right. But I would say just believing in myself and honestly, like that drive, that hunger, wanting to prove people is what helped me get through the first one. And mm-hmm. it progressed with time and got you know, harder and harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that instilled, do you feel like, at a young age? Like, when did that kind of, like, mentality start for you of, like, 
believing in ex- like who you were mm-hmm. and what you were capable of? Um, I feel like my parents, my mom and my dad always told us, you're the greatest, you're the greatest I've ever mm-hmm. seen. They're, you know, don't ever doubt yourself. You, yeah. You're meant to do great things. And I feel like one thing they instilled in us early is that no man is greater than another. another. Right. Every man is created equal. The only difference every man has is 24 hours in every day. Mm-hmm. And you pick and choose how you spend those 24 hours every day. And the more you invest and spend that time into things that you want to do, things that you want to get better at, things that you love, it equals out into something mm-hmm. over time. So just a simple philosophy for me of, you know, I would always break it down to as small as if I'm working on football six, seven hours a day and this guy's working on it three hours a day, who's going to be better in 10 years? So exactly. that was my mindset at a young age. Just keep your head down and keep working. And regardless of how things look in this moment, if you keep putting the work in and you believe and you trust, it always equals out to something in your favor. For sure. I mean, it hasn't proved me wrong yet. No, nah, mm-hmm. no. I mean, hey, you just mm-hmm. signed that uh, three-year deal with the Argos. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, you said professional sports, a lot of uncertainty. These past mm-hmm. few years for you, I'm sure, have been filled with a lot of that uncertainty. Mm-hmm. You know, what was the emotion like when you have a team that's saying like, hey, regardless of where you're going in the future, and we see great things for you. We're, mm-hmm. we're trying to lock you down for, for three years. Like, what's mm-hmm. that feeling like after all the things that uh, kind of went, went, went down? Um. A lot of ups and downs. I would say emotions early on when I first started in professional sports. Um, I wore my heart on my sleeve a little mm-hmm. bit more, man. So I, I was fully confident when I came into the NFL. I came in, you know, killing it as a rookie with the Texans. We were on hard knocks. I was one of the, the loved athletes. I was oh, one yeah. of the rookies going to that yeah. starting and undrafted, <laughs> which is unheard of. So I was doing so well. And honestly, um, what got to me was the fame and everything that came outside of football. Football is easy. We've been doing that Mm. since we were kids. Playing that sport is an easy game. The hard part is managing everything off the field and being able to come on and still make it a child's game. So my emotions were up and down a lot. And as I grew with time, I just learned how to separate the two and not let it overwhelm me anymore. Mm. And so I feel like with the, the contract that Toronto gave me, uh, it's, nothing is still guaranteed. Like I, totally. I feel like I'm I'm talking to so many people, and I'll be completely honest for you. I feel like I'm talking to so many people, and I'm helping so many people out right now in their lives, but I'm still in the same boat as everyone right. else. Nobody yeah. has it figured out right now. Nobody is walking the life they want. The people you think have all this money and doing everything that they want right now, showing their life on Instagram and stuff, yeah. they're still not happy like you think. I had the most money in my life, and I was depressed when I was playing yeah. for the Texans. So it, for me, it's just a constant wake up every day, pushing myself and striving to be something better than I am today, to go out there and, you know, talk to people and help each other out because sure. we're all on this, you know, this path of trying to be the best we can be. And I yeah. feel like regardless of what happens, we're all going to make it. I believe that you're going to make it. I believe that everyone I meet is going to make it. All we have to do is not quit. So, honestly, just, you know, being in this grind along with everyone right now and striving for greatness and believing it and then, you know, going around trying to help people feel in the same way I feel today, not how I used to feel, but how right. I feel today so that we all can get to the goal we're trying to get to. Yeah. What was the uh, – was there something that was kind of a bit of a defining moment between bringing you from this point of, you know, depression and this point mm-hmm. of, like, really tough mental struggle to where you are today where you're able to kind of share the story and, mm-hmm. and inspire a lot of other people? Like, was there a turning point for you or was mm-hmm. it a gradual thing? Um, it, it was gradual, I will say, but there was a, a specific time in my life. So I was always curious and wanted to understand my mom or understand mm-hmm. myself. But the defining moment for me was when I got cut by the Jets. So when I was with the Texans, I was struggling a lot mentally just because, you know, I, I was enjoying it, but 
I was honestly afraid to catch punts. That's what my mm-hmm. fear was rooted in. And I saw how fear can overtake your body because I went right. from literally doing everything right, could do no wrong, to literally my coach telling me that it looks like I had a wall. They called it the rookie wall mm-hmm. my rookie year. But literally I felt a fear overtake my body and I wasn't able to go out and be and do the things that I knew I could do. Absolutely. So I ran from that and went to the Jets. When I went to the Jets and got released, I remember just sitting there crying in the closet. Like, why? It was another one of those moments like I, that take me at the hospital. Like, why am I going through this? Look, God, why did you bring me? I don't understand. And for that next year of my life, I just took a lot of time and spent a lot of time in silence, meditating, trying to find myself, trying mm-hmm. to find my passion because I saw that I was able to reach everything that I had worked my entire life since I was four, four, four or five years old. I saw everything and I reached and attain everything that I spent my entire life thinking what will bring me joy and purpose. And when I got there and I was the least happiest I've ever been in my life. So I just didn't understand why I was feeling this way. And I feel like that time where I just spent that time trying to figure out myself, what I love, my purpose, what I feel like I was born to do. Once I found that, which is to turn around and give back and to help people going through what I went through with mental health and things like that, it brought my life to life a lot more. It gave a lot more meaning to football. It wasn't just a game anymore, and it wasn't just me making money anymore. So I would say the turning point happened with me finding myself through silence, honestly. I can't make it. It's no special recipe. Yeah, Yeah. but silence literally is where you'll find everything you need to in your direction, a better sense of who you are. And once you find that, there's nothing that can stop you in this world. Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. man, that's that's absolute facts. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, a a lot of people I find, especially when they're going through these mental health struggles, they turn to like, I always say they turn to the externals. They always Mm -hmm. say, well, if this changed, I would change. And if this Mm -hmm. changed, I would change. And if this changed, I would change. And a lot of the time, those people, like they go through their whole lives always kind of saying like, this is the reason, that's the reason because their mm-hmm. life isn't perfect but like life isn't perfect there's mm-hmm. so many of those ups and downs 100%. and when you have that kind of like all of a sudden you go from that external to the internal mm-hmm. start locking it down in here mm-hmm. man that honestly and that changed my life too like i went through very um you know i went through those big time uh, valleys i guess you could say mm-hmm. um back in like uh, early university late high school um and it was one of those things i was always blaming other mm-hmm. people i was always blaming things around me mm-hmm. and uh yeah man that was when everything started to shift for me too was when i was like i kind of had to sit back take that time to be silent with myself mm-hmm. and say like hey like i keep you know these this pattern keeps continuing but you know i am my externals are changing like what's the one common factor here mm-hmm. and it was like how i was handling situations and 100%. like how i was being crazy hard on myself about certain things and Mm -hmm. different things like that and it's like it's still an everyday grind but it's Mm -hmm. like when you kind of know where to direct that attention Mm -hmm. man that's huge Mm -hmm. huge. i even struggle with it today and one thing i would say is that the difference between when i was going through felt like i was depressing going through all of that Mm -hmm. uh it's what i chose to focus on so at that Mm -hmm. time i was focused on everything that was going bad but i didn't realize i was in the nfl making all this money all these good blessings around me that i worked so hard for i was choosing to focus on the bad in my life so now regardless of what situation i'm in i try my very best to find what i'm thankful for and the things that that are around me that i have to be appreciative of and life changes when you just focus on the good in your life for sure man Mm -hmm. um can you go back to and i'm just kind of curious um Mm -hmm. when you said you were you were afraid of like catching these punts and stuff like was it kind of like that fear of getting hit or like what was what was the the Mm -hmm. fear associated with that 
So not the fear of getting hit, because, I mean, I've been doing this for so long. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I didn't think so. I'm curious. It yeah, wasn't I'm a fear of getting that comes hit. From. So um, it was honestly, I had never caught punts in my life. And for mm. people who, who've never stood back and caught a punt before, imagine. From an NFL punter. From an NFL punter. Imagine a 50, 60-yard punt that's Ooh. hanging in the air for four to five seconds with a whole bunch of guys running down trying to take your head off with everybody <laughs> yeah. in the stadium watching you yeah. in that one moment. Mm. It sounds like a big thing, and it felt like a big thing yeah. at the time when I was going <laughs> yeah. through it. Now I overcame it because it's not even that serious anymore. I just go out there and do it and don't think about it. Yeah. But at the time, because I had not done it before, and now I'm doing it at the biggest stage or everything I dreamed of since I was a kid, totally. I made the monster bigger than what it really is. Mm-hmm. And and um, I just saw that my fear of catching a punt would, would then roll over to me running routes and me going out there catching the ball because now I'm thinking about I got to go catch punt soon. Yeah. And uh, it turned into a snowball that I couldn't control, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I truly understand how fear can take over someone's body because I had never truly felt it before. That's one place I never doubted myself on the football field. And when it came in, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And luckily, I was able to read a lot and able to understand that, you know, going within and trying to figure out what's wrong on the inside would change it. A lot of people don't have the mind to do that. So right. that's why I spend time now trying to go back and talk to kids and help people understand. And even if it's one word that can change one person's life, that, you know, my purpose is served. Totally, man. Mm-hmm. And that's great, bro, because, like, I think so many people kind of, like, they go through these hard times, like crazy shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden they turn to like, you know, things that like disassociate themselves, whether it's like drugs or alcohol or mm-hmm. stuff, like, stuff like that. Um, but to kind of have that like mindfulness to say like, Hey, like, let me meditate. Let me read. Like, let mm-hmm. me learn. Like that's, that's crazy. And like the fact that you did that in the face of like mental health and like life essentially taking away the one thing that like you didn't, you know, it seemed like the yeah. certain, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm just really curious about, you know, what, what prompted this, this journey on such like a kind of like a healthy way of, of dealing with all this. Cause it's mm-hmm. been a long road, but like, it sounds mm-hmm. like you took the road that was like, yeah, it was kind of like almost the right way to do it essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to pass that message on, like, I'm, I'm curious, like where that came from. What made me start reading and wanting to understand and meditate and stuff. Well, yeah. Well, what um, was that instant kind of like, Oh, I know that this is going to help me out kind of thing. Um, I feel like, uh, at the time, there I read a lot already. So in college, mm-hmm. I still was a reader. I still enjoyed reading a lot of self-help books and mm-hmm. things like that. But at that time, when I was at my lowest and felt like giving up and felt like there was no way to turn, um, me just laying there and being inside, it wasn't like a planned thing. It was just right. like, you know, life broke me to my knees and put me yeah. at that point and put me in a place where I didn't have no place to run but there. I had... You know, I had created my dream. I was doing everything I loved. I was, you know, a lot of people would have imagined and thought I was living my dream, but didn't know I was living almost a nightmare in a sense. And um, life put me on my knees. And when it broke me down, honestly, that's when I was able to find myself and not sitting right here saying I'm a perfect person today because I'm so far from being perfect. But life, you know, brought it brought vision in my life. It brought understanding. It made it wasn't about me anymore. It was more so about the people around me and making an impact and and just, you know, losing that selfish ego way of thinking about it and only focusing on myself. And when I made life about others and making the world a better place and my friends and all that type of stuff, then I just, you know, it brings more internal joy for me. It, it lights me up totally. more knowing I helped someone and it wasn't just about me. So 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. That's that's a crazy transition, man. And mm-hmm. I hope you don't take that for granted because I mean, and I'm sure so many people are always kind of like, and that's the thing, man. People are always kind of pumping your tires, and sometimes it feels mm-hmm. real, sometimes it doesn't. But the fact of like taking like such an overwhelming negative and turning mm-hmm. it into a positive, especially for kids, mm-hmm. because man, I'm sure a lot of this, especially when you're talking to you know kids from the inner city and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. they might not be coming from the best home situation. Mm-hmm. They might be going through self doubt and that kind of stuff when they're like just grade four, five, six, mm-hmm. like that Definitely. kind of stuff. Man, like, what is, you know, what is that kind of main message that you're trying to pass on to these kids when you're going and doing these, these talks in schools? Um, the main message that I want to, that I'm focusing on with the kids, honestly, is that for one, because one, they're still young. So a lot of them still have that, that specialness about them where they have a dream and they feel like nothing in the world can stop them and that they can conquer the world and they got infinity in time. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful mindset. So Mm -hmm. for one, I'm trying to make sure that they remember those dreams and they protect those dreams. And I'm also trying to prepare them for the battles to come because, you know, once you have that dream in your heart, then you have so many people telling you what you can and can't do. You're big. You're not big enough. You're you're not tall enough. You're not smart enough. And the world is going to constantly try and beat you down and tell you what you can and cannot do so at that young age i just want to make sure those kids understand that anything that you choose to do is possible you can create and do whatever you want it's up to you whether you believe that and um people can tell you what you can and can't do but that doesn't matter what matters is what you tell yourself and what you believe yourself so i've been focusing those talks on the bully within that's what i call it with the little kids bro that's the biggest bully right that, there man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. biggest bully so getting that point across is the main thing i'm trying to do at the schools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you feel like you know how do you how do you handle that bully within in your own life today mm-hmm. Um, I stopped trying to fight it. Honestly, like sometimes it still gets to me. So one thing that I noticed is that um, our world is our world is filled with a lot of noise from TV, from from music, from radio, and it's constant stimulation all the time. Bro, it's constantly absolutely. going. And um, and what does that equal out to? We don't know what the long term effects of of all this information we're getting, all these things going on. So my best friend, honestly, when I get overwhelmed, has just became silence because I can't tell you what you'll find when you spend. A lot of that time alone, but I can tell you that whatever whatever it is that you're looking for, direction, um, your purpose, what it's just, you're supposed to be doing in your life, whether you want to feel loved, all these type of things, those exist within yourself already. If you just take the time and be silent and find it within yourself, absolutely. So I mean, I'm not trying to start here and sound like a sage or a saint. No, or dude, you're man, good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> that's what I would say. That's uh, it, it, it's great, man. And like that's the thing is like a lot of people I feel like kind of hide from silence because mm-hmm. that's and i mean i i do the same thing in my own life where like i'm not a huge fan of silence because i have to sit with myself mm-hmm. and uh, when you have to sit with yourself sometimes it's hard to control what's going on upstairs mm-hmm. like what are things that you know obviously silence is a huge thing for you it's very you know it helps mm-hmm. you a lot but like let's say for somebody who's watching or listening um who that is tough for them to do like how would you say going and going along that road of building a better relationship with yourself like mm-hmm. how would you recommend going about that from your mm-hmm. you know point of view so I would say initially, if you can't sit with yourself, then that's the first indication that something isn't wrong. Because if you're not your own best friend, if you can't spend that time with yourself, then, you know, that's that. You, who do you have to spend the most time with yeah. is yourself. So totally. you have to definitely create a good relationship there. I would say, honestly, just with small meditation, even if it's sitting there for five minutes, you know, mm-hmm. blocking everything out, leaving your phone alone. Um, I can speak to probably everybody will understand your phone is dang near like a, an addiction these days. Where it's hard to break away from. Totally. So um, 
I can just speak from my life when I'm using my phone, when I'm always on my phone, when I'm just run, like constantly checking it and hooked to it. Yeah. I'm not able to focus on what it is I'm trying to bring about and create in this world. Absolutely. And that's the main thing you need is to be able to focus and to be able to do it over a long period of time mm-hmm. to create what you want. And that's what people are losing is their ability to sit in one place at one time for a yeah. long uh, amount of time or to focus on one thing for an extended period of time. So it's, it takes that away from you, the essence of you know being patient. And that's if if you have something big that you're trying to create, if you have life goals that you're trying to create, these things don't happen overnight. You don't want it to happen overnight because it's a life goal and you die. Yeah. Yeah, So you want to enjoy the journey as much as you can. So I would just say, like, you know, to go back to the original question, what would I tell those kids trying to find silence and stuff like it's it's almost like a necessity for Mm. for mental health. You need to learn how to get away and to be able to just, you know, relax and recharge because that's a big thing. Speaking on kind of like goals and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. obviously you are doing so much work outside of football right now. Mm-hmm. Where do you see your goals currently in your life right now? Mm-hmm. So I still got to win the Oscars and I still got to win the Super Bowl. So. Hey, hell yeah, <laughs> I got man. A long ways you to got go, the you got the Kobe, you like mm-hmm. the Kobe goals, bro. I yeah. Like that. So I mean, honestly, just why not? Because I can. I know oh, it's yeah. possible. So why not strive for? It? And I feel like you know. Personally, for myself, there is no succeed or fail. I'm a small kid from Griffin, Georgia, so I've already exceeded so many expectations, but it's possible, so why not strive for it? Why not give my all and commit to something bigger than myself? And if I get there, then, you know, amen to that. If I don't, I made it so far, and I learned so much, and I was able to open so many doors for others. Mm -hmm. So for me, there is no fail. I'm just out here striving, trying to push as much as I can every day, wake up, uh, I literally got written down in my in my um, apartment and just empty my cup every day. I wake up and I give my all every day. And um, whether I get there or whether I exceed it or go further, that's up to, you know, God to figure out if it's possible or not. Yeah. But all I can do is wake up and keep running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me, we talked a little bit about this uh, before the interview, but uh, Kalari, is it mm-hmm. pronounced Kalari? Yeah, it's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, you know, what kind of work are you doing with that right now? Because yeah. that's, uh, you know, it's on your Instagram there, try Kalari. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want you to tell me a little bit more about this. Yeah. So we're building it up. So it's going to be course content for school. So we're trying to give mm-hmm. kids the tools and the resources to be able to deal with stress, anxiety, depression, all these type of things. We want to yeah. give them course content, teaching them, uh, giving them different things to to you know help them going through and cope with those things at those times then the other end of it is going to be actual box that we're going to have products inside of it that we're going to be working with mental health companies it's going to be a subscription model where we can keep it constantly switching around and even get to the point we can you know have celebrities in it whether it's guys people look up to whether it's siakam and people like that in toronto just what their mental game and how they approach it every day just keep rotating it around because you know we're all a family man it's no human totally. is greater than the other. So if we can all help each other heal, then I feel like we moved in the right direction. That's beautiful, man. I love mm-hmm. that kind of collective ideology. Because mm-hmm. so many, you know, so often, and I can imagine, especially in professional sports, like it's kind of like I got to take care of me mm-hmm. first, and I got to take care of like the people immediately around me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's like that's a really selfless point of view. I think that mm-hmm. that's you know something that's uh, really refreshing to hear for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. Is that like you know something that's always been the mentality? Have, have you kind of ever fallen into that? You know, during those dark times like that, I got to focus on just... On myself? EC. Right oh, here. definitely. So, um, I've always been, 
more of a thoughtful person. I was thinking mm-hmm. about others, you know, before myself. So that's a, a core value for myself, honestly. But of course, as time goes on, you start to think that you're the only one in the world. You all that exist. Like, let yeah. me make sure I'm good yeah. and nobody else. But as you just grow older and you start to understand more, you see that we're a lot more connected than we are separate. And honestly, for me, um, the more that I'm selfless and help others in my life, the more that it actually comes back on myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that with this whole mental health thing is just being selfless and helping and talking to as many people as I can that we're actually making a bigger impact in this world and what we realize. And, totally. and that's the game that I'm trying to play is the where, you know, as a whole, collectively, we can maybe shift the culture. Maybe we can raise a generation behind us to be better than what we are. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if we if we leave humanity worse than we found it in, you know. Oof. Yeah. That's a bad thing. That is a bad thing, man, for sure. That's for sure. a bad thing. Bro, I get that, man. That's always been my, uh, my, my core ideology behind the podcast, behind life in general, is like be someone now who like your younger self could have used. Mm-hmm. And I always say like who my younger self could have used is some 21-year-old kid not, mm-hmm. talk, not taking mental health, like taking mental health seriously, but talking about it in a way that was like casual and fun and talking to interesting yeah, people. 100%. And like showing, you know, showing this kid who was growing up in a small town in St. Stephen, New Brunswick, mm-hmm. um, that like just because you're going through this shit, man, you don't have to, it, like it doesn't have to be this like 100%. huge dark monster that's like mm-hmm. you, only you can see and you're not telling anybody about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a super super powerful thing for me personally was uh, when I first started the podcast I had a uh, I had a call with my mom and dad um and uh we were talking about how they were like we had no idea like you know yeah. about certain aspects of, mm. of mental health and I had to you know and it took me telling a, a you know the internet essentially this like all these strangers <laughs> that I, what I was going through to tell my own parents and it was really a huge wake-up call for me kind of saying like wow like I can't believe that Mm-hmm. this thing I was keeping to myself for so long uh, and like certain people in my life were like we had no idea like mm-hmm. all, all this stuff was going on mm-hmm. and I would love to be able to tell this like next generation that like this is not something to be ashamed about it's not 100%. something that like you gotta hide like this mm-hmm. is something that is a hard thing to go through and like you don't mm-hmm. have to go through it alone mm-hmm. so I love that mentality man it's uh, it's great it sounds like you're doing some mm-hmm. some incredible incredible stuff yeah, one thing for you too my grandma always told me that the the more that you go through in your life, the more you have to endure in your low in your low times, mm-hmm. then the greater your life is meant to be. So mm-hmm. it, obviously you're going through so much because you have really big goals in your life that that are going to happen as long as you don't quit. So the main thing is just focus on learning from all of those worst moments because they came for a reason. Nothing's by accident. So that's one thing that I would say to people is that especially for the ones that feel like there's no way out and it's terrible right now yeah. that you get pulled down and you get beat down so low because that means there's a lot more inside of you than even you realize about yourself. So, hey, you got to keep going, my brother. We need you out here. Hey, hey, I like that, man. Man, You're doing some great work, bro. I'm I'm excited to see what you're going to do, man, because Mm. what uh, in the short time that I've known about the stuff that you're doing and mm. the short time getting to talk to you, man, mm-hmm. you got some, you got some light about you. And like, I, yeah, that's, I appreciate it, man. that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people are doing what you're doing. So I, I think you're going to do nothing but great things. Um, the last thing I want to ask you before we go is at the end of every podcast, I'd like to give out a challenge to, uh, mm-hmm. to the listeners, something that they can do, <laughs> you know, something that they can do that week, uh, to kind of keep in mind to help with their mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to, you know, give you the opportunity and, uh, you know, ask if you'd be willing to give a, give a challenge out for this week. Um, mm-hmm for uh, anybody listening to the podcast to, to take with them into their week. To take with you into your week. Yeah. Whew, I got a whole schedule of things I can do. Hey, man, give, <laughs> us, give us one or two, bro. No, yeah. um, this isn't calves. I would say wake up early in the morning. Okay. 
Um, wake up early in the morning and set your attention for the day. So wake up early and spend at least 30 minutes just thinking on what do I want to get out of the day? How can, what can I do one thing today that's, that I can improve and help me get to where I'm trying to go? And if you spend that time in the morning trying to figure out what you want to do and set your attention, your day will go a lot more cleaner. And I would say at the end of the day, or also find something to be thankful for in the morning. Those mm-hmm. are going to be big to kind of carry you through the day. And then I would say at the end of the day, just reflect and be happy on the good and the bad and what you learn from that day. And um, use that imagination. Let it run wild because it can literally do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Hey, appreciate you being on the podcast, bro. Hey, no problem. It's been brother. an absolute pleasure. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. And uh, make sure to check out. Is there a website that we can go to for uh, Calari or anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you stuff can you're go doing right now? to www.kalari.ca. Just to te- check out the content. It's not up and fully running where people can buy it because right now we're working with the schools. Mm-hmm. But just that and then just follow the Instagram. See where the 16. You can you keep it, being motivated and inspired. And hopefully we all can work together to build something greater than ourselves. I love that, bro. Appreciate it, man. Thank hey, you. No problem, my brother. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.